Welcome to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared with yours truly, Lady Contessa, CEO. Now that we're here together, let's get into these letters. Gotta share everything I wrote. We're talking about giving inspiration to real life situations. Just everyday lessons you want to know. Howdy, y'all. It's me, Lady Contessa, CEO, with another Lesson Learned and Lesson Shared episode entitled, If You Don't Stand for Something, You Will Fall for Anything. (laughs) So let me have your undivided attention just for a moment as I get into the reading of the letter. As we grow older and face more complex challenges and difficult decisions, it's important that we remember the importance of standing up for what we believe in. In today's fast-paced and ever-changing world, we may find ourselves going along with the crowd or simply following the trends without questioning them. However, if we don't stand for something, golly gee, we will fall for anything. What does it mean to stand for something? It means that we have strong values and beliefs that guide our decisions and actions. It means that we have a clear understanding of what is important to us and what we are willing to fight for. It means that we are not easily influenced by others, but rather we make our own choices based on what we believe is right. Standing up for what we believe in is not always easy. It may require us to go against the status quo, speak up when others are silent, or make difficult choices. However, it's worth it. When we stand up for our values and beliefs, we gain a sense of purpose and integrity that cannot be matched. We become more confident in our decisions and actions, and we earn the respect and admiration of others. Surrounding ourselves with people who share our values and beliefs is also crucial. These friends will help us stay true to ourselves and provide a support system when we need it most. It doesn't mean that everyone has to agree on everything all the time, but having friends in our lives who respect and support our values is important. One of the biggest challenges we may face in life is peer pressure, whether it's at work, in social situations, or even within our own families. There may be times when others try to influence us to do things that go against our values or beliefs. In these situations, it's important to remember that we have the power to make our own choices. We don't have to go along with what others are doing if it doesn't feel right to us. 
standing up for what we believe in may come with consequences. We may face criticism, judgment, or even backlash from others. But remember that we are not alone. Many great leaders throughout history have faced opposition and adversity for standing up for what they believe in. It's a small price to pay for living a life of integrity and purpose. Imagine standing up for what we believe in like a tree growing strong roots. The deeper and stronger the roots, the more resilient the tree is during storms and high winds. Similarly, the more we stand up for our values and beliefs, the stronger and more resilient we become in the face of adversity. Furthermore, fear often accompanies standing up for what we believe in. It's easy to fall into the trap of going along with the crowd to avoid criticism or judgment. However, many great leaders throughout history didn't let fear stop them from living a life of integrity and purpose. Similarly, we should not let fear stop us from standing up for what we believe in. All in all, standing up for what we believe in is essential to living a fulfilling and meaningful life. It requires strength, resilience, and the support of like-minded individuals. It can be a daunting and scary task, but it's worth it in the end. Let's all strive to be like trees with strong roots standing tall and proud in the face of adversity. I encourage you to stand up for what you believe in. As we navigate through life, there will be many challenges and difficult decisions, but if we stay true to our values and beliefs, we will find the strength and resilience to overcome any obstacle. Remember that we are strong, capable, and worthy of living a life filled with purpose and meaning. Anyway, thanks to Tria for tuning in to Lesson Learn and Lesson Shared podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And uh, rock, come back to visit me when you can. Okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. You're watching Lessons Learned, Lesson Shared with Lady Contessa CEO. I bet she's got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. So don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. So don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Lesson Learn and Lesson Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO. Do grant me your attention as I venture off in the reading of my letter entitled A Thought-Provoking Matter, The Uncertain Ages of Many Individuals. And I do declare that it is a pleasure to bring forth another informative letter from me to you. I wanted to bring to your attention an intriguing and somewhat poignant issue that has emerged from the practices of midwives in the past, which continues to affect individuals to this day. It pertains to the assignment of accurate birthdays to babies delivered by midwives. 
and the subsequent confusion and uncertainty surrounding the true ages of these individuals. In earlier times, midwives played a vital role in assisting women during childbirth, particularly in rural areas and society with limited resources. However, due to various factors such as limited education, culture practices, and a lack of proper record-keeping, the accuracy of assigning birth dates was not always ensured. As a result, many individuals today find themselves uncertain about their true age, creating significant challenges in their lives. One contributing factor to this predicament is that mothers, often lacking education and access to information, did not prioritize recording the precise date of their child's birth. Consequently, midwives, who assumed a central role in the delivery of the babies, were responsible for documenting the birth date. However, without proper documentation or sufficient knowledge, errors and discrepancies in assigning the right birth dates were not uncommon. Furthermore, there were instances where midwives failed to submit the birth information to state authorities. This could have been due to negligence, a lack of understanding about the importance of registration, or even the midwife's absence from the community. As a result, no official record of birth existed, necessitating the creation of a birth certificate retroactively. Creating a birth certificate without prior documentation to substantiate the true birthday was a challenging task. It often relied on testimonies from family members, neighbors, or community members who could provide approximate information about the birth date. However, this subjective process was prone to inaccuracies, further contributing to the confusion surrounding individuals' true ages. The consequences of not having accurate birth records and uncertain ages can be significant. Official documents such as identification cards, passports, and educational certificates often require proof of age and the lack of reliable information can complicate matters. It can lead to difficulties in obtaining legal documents, accessing health care, enrolling in school, or participating in certain activities that have age restrictions. From what I have gathered, there have been efforts in recent years to address these challenges. Governments and organizations have undertaken initiatives to improve birth registration systems, raise awareness about the importance of accurate record keeping, and provide assistance to individuals who lack official documentations. These endeavors aim to rectify the issues faced by those who don't know their true ages due to historical circumstances or gaps in birth registration process. It is crucial that we acknowledge and understand the impact of these historical practices as they continue to affect individuals today. Now, what inspired me to write this letter is that I know many of people who don't really know their true birthdays. And I know from my mom's side of the family, there is certainly some inaccuracy about their true birthday. But you know what? It is no fault of their own. What baby know exactly when they are born, okay? They take the information that was given them, and that is what they use to say they are a particular age, okay? So it's no fault of that baby. And 
if the mother wasn't aware of the significance of a child's birthday, maybe that parent didn't keep up with it. And again, the midwife, I don't know how educated that midwife may have been, but the midwife didn't actually turn it into the right government officials and stuff from that standpoint. So yes, it's a lot of people walking around. I am talking about the much older people who are walking around baby boomers and before, or who may not know their true ages. And which is why when somebody who is like a hundred and something, who to say that they may be just a little bit younger, because if they were delivered by a midwife and the ages were not documented, well, they could be, you know, wearing the wrong ages and saying that they are a hundred plus. So, but it's possible that they may be right as well. And another thing that's funny, we used to say midwife. <laughs> Am I okay? <laughs> that midwife delivered so-and-so, but it's mid, M-I-D, midwife or midwives. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Anyway, thanks to Trio for tuning in to Listen, Learn, and Listen, Share the podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so and come back to visit me when you can. Okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. You're watching Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO. I bet she's got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you, got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you, got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. So don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Howdy, y'all. It's me, Lady Contessa CEO, with another Lesson Learned and Lesson Shared episode entitled Living Together in Sharing Community Food. Do take note of what I am about to express as I get into the reading of the letter. It's not always easy living with people who showcase no mannerism when it comes to various things. As people will continue to live together and share common spaces, there are some common issues that should be considered and taken into account when it comes to doing the right thing. It may seem like a small issue, but it is important to understand that sharing a community jug of juice, water, or milk comes with a certain level of responsibility. When you drink from a community jug, you are not only drinking for yourself, but also for others in the household who may use the same jug. It is your duty to ensure that the jug is kept clean and free from any contamination that could potentially harm others. Some household members don't take this responsibility seriously. Some put their mouth directly on the jug and drink from it, leaving behind slava and other germs that can easily spread to others. This is not only unhygienic, but it is also disrespectful to others who may use the same jug. Then some will go as far as to leave the jugs out for extended periods of time without covering them properly. 
This can lead to contamination and spoilage of the contents, making them unfit for consumption. It is important that you cover the jugs properly after use and place them back in the refrigerator in a timely manner. We all want to live in a safe and healthy environment, and it is up to each one of us to do our part. When we neglect our responsibility to maintain the cleanliness and hygiene of community jugs, we put others at risk of contracting illnesses or infections. This can have serious consequences, especially for those with weaker immune systems. I urge you to take this matter seriously and be more mindful of your actions when using community jugs in the refrigerator. Make a conscious effort to always use cups or glasses when pouring from the jugs and to cover them properly after use. Also, be more considerate of others who may use the same jugs and do your part in keeping them clean and hygienic. Here's another annoying thing I have seen taking place at the home front or at a family gathering. I have noticed that some people have the habit of putting their bare hands into the potato chips bag to get a handful of chips. While this might seem like a harmless action, it's actually a hygiene issue that could potentially put all of us at risk. It's important to understand that our hands are constantly in contact with various surfaces throughout the day and we can easily pick up bacteria and germs. By putting our bare hands into the community potato chips bag, we are essentially transferring these germs onto the chips, which can then be ingested by others who also snack on the chips. This is particularly concerning if someone has not washed their hands before reaching into the bag. Imagine if they have just come from the bathroom or touched a dirty surface and then put their hands into the chips bag. This can easily lead to the spread of harmful bacteria and viruses, which can cause illnesses such as food poisoning. People need to make a conscious effort to wash their hands before reaching into the potato chips bag. It may seem like a small and insignificant action, but it can go a long way in preventing the spread of germs and promoting good hygiene practices in the home as well as out of the home. Additionally, I suggest using a serving spoon or utensil to get chips from the bag instead of our bare hands. This can further reduce the risk of spreading germs and ensure that we all have a safe and enjoyable snacking experience. While I am on a roll, let me add a few more mannerisms that should be exercised so that we can have a more pleasant and respectful cohabitation. Number one, clean up after yourself. Wash dishes, wipe down counters, and put things away after you use them. Number two, respect shared spaces. Keep the living room, kitchen, and bathrooms clean and tidy. Number three, communicate clearly. Talk to your housemates about issues that arise and be willing to compromise because it will not be your way all the time. Number four, be mindful of noise. Keep the volume down during late hours, especially if others are sleeping. Number five, give notice before having guests. Let your housemates know in advance if you are having visitors. Number six, Respect others' privacy, not before entering someone's room and ask permission before you borrow somebody's stuff.
Number seven, do your fair share of chores. Pitch in with cleaning, taking out the trash, and household tasks. Number eight, don't leave personal items laying around. Keep your belongings organized and tidy. Number nine, be considerate with shared resources. Use household items like cleaning supplies or food with care and don't take more than your fair share. Number 10, pay bills on time. Make sure to contribute your fair share to rent, utilities, and other expenses in a timely manner. Not when you think it should be contributed, but when it is asked to be contributed. Number 11, be respectful of others' schedule. Don't make loud noises or play music during quiet hours, especially if your housemates have different schedules than you. Number 12, use the bathroom and kitchen responsibly. Don't leave a mess behind and clean up any spills or stains immediately. Number 13, don't smoke or use drugs inside the house. Respect your housemates' health and avoid any smoke or drug-related odors inside the house. And that just reminds me of secondhand smoke. Number 14, be mindful of energy use. Turn off lights and appliance when not in use and keep the thermostat at a reasonable temperature. Number 15, don't take things that aren't yours. Respect your housemate's property and ask permission before borrowing or using their things. Number 16, be respectful of others' dietary restrictions. If someone has food allergy or dietary restrictions, be mindful of this when cooking or eating in common areas. Number 17, don't monopolize shared spaces. Be considerate of others and don't hog the TV, couch, bathroom, or other shared spaces for extended periods of time. Number 18, keep pets under control. If you have a pet, make sure to clean up after them and keep them from damaging shared areas. Number 19, avoid confrontations. If you have a disagreement with the housemate, try to work it out calmly and respectfully. Last, but of equal importance, number 20, show appreciation. Show gratitude when someone does something kind or helpful and contribute to a positive and supportive living environment. The ultimate point I want you to take away is that living with housemates, family members, or anyone can be a wonderful experience, but it can also be challenging at times. By practicing good manners and respecting each other's space and belongings, we can create a peaceful and harmonious home environment. Remember to communicate openly and honestly. Clean up after yourself. Be considerate or noise levels and show appreciation for your housemates. These small gestures can go a long way in creating a positive living experience for everyone involved. So let's make an effort to be kind, respectful and considerate housemates and create a home that we can all be proud of. Anyway, thanks to Trill for tuning in to Lesson Learn and Lesson Shared podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so and come back to visit me when you can, okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. Tuning in to Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO, where we always have a lesson for you. See you next time. Every experience is a lesson learned.